back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Episode 330, let's kick it off by talking about a player who wore number 30. Then we'll come back to the power rankings. Now, there were a lot of memorable players who wore number 30 for our Los Angeles Rams and St. Louis Rams. Lawrence McCutcheon, Barry Redden, Zach Stacy, Gaston Green. We're going to identify a number 30 and talk a little bit about that player. Memory lane here. There's a number 30 I had to roll with, and that is Todd Gurley. Only played six seasons for the Rams and Falcons. Ended up with over 1,400 carries, over 6,000 yards, plus 243 catches for 2,200 plus yards. Scored 79 touchdowns. Named to three Pro Bowls. He was Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he won one Offensive Player of the Year award as well. And this is what I will say about Todd Gurley. If you were to tell me the Rams had a game tomorrow, I don't know who the opponent is, and I don't know what the rest of our roster looks like, and I had to pick one Ram running back in his prime at his absolute best, which running back would I take? And the candidates are clearly Eric Dickerson, Steven Jackson, SJ39, Marshall Falk, and Todd Gurley. And you know what? I'm not taking Dickerson because he's not versatile enough. He would be ideal if you just know you're going to have to lean on the running game. Marshall Falk, as great as he was, is kind of the opposite of Dickerson. If you got to give the guy 25 carries, I'm not sure he's the best candidate when you consider these other two. SJ39, man, one of my favorite players all time. Great receiver, as was Falk. You know he's going to bring it every down. But you know what? I'd go with Todd Gurley. When he was in his prime, at his best, just an electric running back, good receiver, powerful, fast. He can change the game in the blink of an eye, more so than these other three guys, in my opinion. So Todd Gurley would be my guy. And like I've mentioned a couple of times in other podcasts, I know he left on a little bit of a sour note, but I'd love to see the Rams bring him back and have a Todd Gurley day at SoFi Stadium because nobody was more responsible. Well, maybe Sean McVay was, but other than Sean McVay, Todd Gurley was the one guy, the one player that got this franchise back on track. Some of my favorite plays, Todd Gurley in that Cowboy game in Dallas, that catch and run that turned that game around, that explosive run right before the half in Seattle, and so many great memories of Todd Gurley. By the way, what is he doing now? He is a part owner of the FCF Beast, a professional indoor football team. Marshawn Lynch also involved with that team. So that's my number 30, Todd Gurley, one of my favorites. Before we move on to our power rankings, get to some notes here. Gotta love the heat Mike Florio is taking. He went on and on about how the Ravens were going to get dismantled by the 49ers. And it got me thinking, maybe it's not so much Florio 
hates the rants. Maybe he's just all over the 49ers, and that does seem to be the case. I don't know why any NFL expert would go overboard on a prediction like that. Yeah, go ahead and pick the 49ers to beat the Ravens, but his rant about how it was a hopeless cause for Baltimore coming into Santa Clara expecting to get a win, man, pie on Mike Florio's face. Tyrod Taylor will be the starter for the Giants against the Rams. Kind of saw that coming after what happened last week with Tommy DeVito getting pulled. Man, after all the hype about him, no more Tommy DeVito. We'll not be seeing him against the Rams. Tyrod Taylor presents a unique challenge. Well, actually not so much a unique challenge. It's a challenge the Rams have been facing against multiple teams this year. Kyler Murray, Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson. So this is nothing new. But Tyrod Taylor, don't underestimate him. The Giants will be a tough out for the Rams on a cold day in New York, but expect him to get the win. And we'll talk more about that in Tom Court's crossover segment with a Giants podcaster later this week, as well as my Rams-Giants preview probably on Saturday. Daryl Henderson terminated from the practice squad. Not surprising, but right now the Rams have no running backs on their practice squad, and that is a surprise They have added another long snapper, Alex Matheson. Now remember, they started the year with Alex Ward, the rookie undrafted free agent. He is on injured reserve. They signed Carson Tinker as his replacement. Now the Rams have had issues with kicking field goals, obviously, and they had a punt blocked. So maybe they're not happy with Tinker's performance. I can only guess. But Matheson added just in case. And the 49ers signed Sebastian Joseph Day. He was released by the Chargers after Brandon Staley was fired. And I saw some Ram fans on Twitter clamoring for the addition of Sebastian Joseph Day to this Rams roster. And I don't think it made sense. Nothing against Sebastian Joseph Day, but this unit is playing pretty darn good, especially against the run. Don't upset the apple cart unless you think he's really a game changer. And I don't think he is. The way the Rams roll, if they added Sebastian Joseph Day, it would just be for insurance. And if that's the only reason you're signing him, hey, let's roll with the guys we have. We'll be okay. And did you all see what happened with Packers cornerback Jari Alexander? Invited himself out to the coin toss against the Panthers. Hey, I'm from Charlotte, he's thinking to himself. I'm going to go out there and participate with our team captains. Packers win the toss and he says they want to defend and they're like, excuse me, you want to what? And in the end, it turned out all right for the Packers. Yeah, he meant defer. And I saw an interview of Jari Alexander discussing this and the guy had no clue, still has no clue regarding the importance of how you phrase that after winning a coin toss. Gotta say defer unless you want to kick off twice is the bottom line. And I've covered this in a sports pet peeve. I'm sure I have. I don't know why the NFL does this. Just let the guy say, hey, I want to defend. Okay, we get it. You want to kick off. Don't create these situations where a slip of the tongue can change the outcome of a game. But that aside, the Packers have decided to suspend Jari Alexander for the Vikings game this week. A critical game, and a critical game for the Rams. Jari Alexander would likely be covering Justin Jefferson for much of that game. 
and he's out. This could be good news for the Rams, ideally. The Vikings beat the Packers, and then the Vikings come back in Week 18 and lose to the Lions. That would be one of the scenarios that would benefit the Rams. But pretty comical. Go check out that video if you can find it. I don't know much about Jari Alexander. I know he's a great cornerback, but that's all I'm going to say about that. And how about Jaime Jaquez, the UCLA basketball player drafted by the Miami Heat, making a name for himself. One of the best rookies in the NBA this year. So happy for him, averaging over 13 points a game. Got a great culture there in Miami. Such a smart player and, man, standing out. So shout out to former UCLA Bruin out of Camarillo, by the way, Jaime Jaquez. Now on to our power rankings. It's a little bit messy. Just some of these top teams not doing a a great job convincing us of where they belong. I did have one change in the top 10, and I was really torn on this. I had been kind of uh, soft on the Cleveland Browns. Great defense, just not a big fan of their offense. But Joe Flacco has been getting it done. I'm not sure he's going to be able to get it done in the playoffs against some of these other AFC teams. But got to give them credit. They um, hammered the Texans, and they are my new number 10 team with a 10-5 and record. And they bumped the... Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and that was a tough decision because the Bucks are taking care of business as well. So you can only have 10 teams in the top 10, so I bumped the Bucks out, but they're clearly my number 11 team if I had one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who's my number nine team? The Los Angeles Rams. That's right. The Rams took care of the Browns fairly easily. That was Joe Flacco's first game. Maybe it'd be a different story now. Maybe it'd be a different story in Cleveland, but give the Rams credit. They are on a roll. Winners of five out of six. And by the way, you know, I said the Bucks are my number 11 team. Uh, the other teams outside looking in, I'd have to say the Seahawks and Steelers. I'm not a big fan of either team. Their long-term prospects anyways. Uh, Rams swept the Seahawks. Should have beat the Steelers. Hopefully they will not rue the day they took that loss to the Steelers at home. That was probably the one game they should have won. That turnover to TJ Watt at the start of the second half. Man, sorry. Uh, I'm going off on a tangent here. But anyways, those are the three teams outside looking in. The Bucks, Seahawks, and Steelers. Probably in that order. Uh, Rams uh, number nine, and they head to New York and are in a big game. A game they just have to win, right? They just got to win that game, and I'm sure they will. My number eight team, the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, there's a few teams we're going to be talking about here that, you know, a a month or two ago, we just assumed they were Super Bowl contenders, going to be in uh, championship games in their given conference, respective conference. But Starting to have second thoughts on that. The Eagles' defense really struggling. 
They're 11 and four. They um, they got the win against the Giants, but it wasn't impressive. And they travel. Well, actually, they're at home against the Cardinals, so expect them to get back on track. But uh, don't have a great feeling about the Eagles right now. I don't have a great feeling about my number seven team, the Chiefs, either at nine and six. And they just remember their offense. It's just not what we're used to seeing from Kansas City teams losing to the Raiders. Defense played okay, but Chiefs just turning the ball over. Uh, they host the Bengals, and the Bengals uh, are going to be a tough out for them coming off that loss. Big game for the Chiefs. You know, they pretty much have that division locked up. Yeah, there's a chance the Raiders could catch them, but it's probably not going to happen. Again, are the, are the Chiefs a Super Bowl contender at this point? Well, if they get into the playoffs, as much as we like to say they're done and it's and uh, it's over for them, like we say about the Eagles, they could get back on track, just like a couple of these teams we're going to talk about. Uh, well, actually, one team in particular we're going to talk about that we rode off a month ago, and suddenly they look like a, a top two or three team. So don't count the Chiefs out, but have to be very disappointed in their play. My number six team, the Cowboys, 10 and 5. They host the Lions, and they're very fortunate they're the home team in this game because, you know, they played better on the road in Miami against a really good football team, but still really struggling on the road. Another team that you have to wonder are they really a Super Bowl contender if they go on, have to go on the road against a really good team, especially a team that has an offense that can play smash mouth football and run the ball? Cowboys will be in trouble. My number five team, the Detroit Lions, 11 and four, and they travel to play that number six team I just talked about in Dallas. And a, a Lions team that you like to think that they're in that top tier of Super Bowl contenders. I still have my doubts about their defense. And as much as I love Jared Goff, if he has to put that team on his shoulder in a <laughs> Uh, in a NFC championship game. Can he do it? Maybe, maybe not. But I think they're deserving of the number five spot at this point. My number four team, the 11-4 and four Miami Dolphins, uh, took care of business at home against the Cowboys. It wasn't easy, but they got it done. Now they travel to play Baltimore. And, you know, man, this will be a fun game. Probably going to be cold, just to the Ravens' advantage. Don't like the Dolphins' chances in that game, but this is a, a big game as far as seeding goes. And if the AFC Championship comes down to a January game in Baltimore, Dolphins could be in trouble. So this is a big game for them. And when I mentioned that there's teams that we wrote off uh, five or six weeks ago, the Rams being one of them, the other one would be the Buffalo Bills, and uh, they're doing really well. They, they had to scramble to beat the Chargers. I was surprised by that. I thought they'd just hammer the L.A. Chargers, but it was a close game. Bills got the win. Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly. Did I just say Jim Kelly? Josh Allen uh, starting to play well. Nine and six, but right now I feel really good about this team, and they host the Patriots. Patriots will give them a fight. Patriots will be really strong defensively against this Bills team. So Bills got to keep it rolling. Um, they're not going to win this division the way things are going. So they got to just uh, hopefully snag a high wild card seed and uh, hope for the best. 
Buffalo Bills right now, my third best team and my second best team. The San Francisco 49ers, are there chinks in the armor? Absolutely. It's funny how people talk about the 49ers uh, in the past week or two, just like they did before that three-game losing streak. They had, oh, this team, nobody's going to beat them. They're going to dismantle the Ravens on Monday night. That was Mike Florio's comment. People get a grip. You know, they're a very, very good football team, but there are a handful of teams uh, in this top 10 that have the potential to beat them as the Ravens showed. Don't give these 49ers automatic W's moving forward. Maybe this week, you know, taking on the commanders in Washington, they'll probably get the win. (laughs) Certainly wouldn't bet against them. But in the playoffs, man, all it takes is one or two big plays in favor of the opposition, and the 49ers are done. Really good football team, though. Couldn't see putting uh, anyone above them except the Ravens. Man, that was a really impressive performance. Now, five turnovers had a lot to do with it. Uh, If Brock Purdy does a better job taking care of the football, maybe the 49ers win that game. But man, this number one rank belongs to the Baltimore Ravens, no question about it. The only team right now that has no question marks, in my opinion, um, you know, Lamar Jackson hasn't won in the playoffs a lot, though. Yeah, hey, you know, it's wide open for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. There is a handful of teams here. Things break their way. They could win the Super Bowl. Dare I say, even our Los Angeles Rams, but they'd have to win a bunch of road games to get there. So not betting on that, but got to be pleased with where our Rams are right now. And you know what? I was tempted to put them above the Eagles and Chiefs. Couldn't pull the trigger, though. That would have been, uh, I know this is a Rams podcast, a Rams YouTube channel, but I try to keep it real here. A lot of people say I'm overrating them at number nine, but I've seen most of the ratings I've seen, they're 10 or 11 uh, behind the Browns in most cases, but I'm going to put a little bit of weight on that Rams win over the Browns. So there you have it. That's my week 17 power rankings heading into week 17, my one through 10 with three teams outside looking in. Nobody else, in my opinion, is even deserving of mention here. And that's why I keep it limited to my top 10, the teams that really matter. These are my top 10 heading into week 17. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there